Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. So um, it's been a crazy week for me and I am pooped. So I decided that I was going to do some self-care today. So um, yeah, I thought I would use this background and just be me and not do all the hair and makeup and all that nonsense. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be me and I'm taking it easy today. But I did have something to tell you about finding your purpose. It hit me this week that when we practice our faith, have hope, for our future and for the good future of the people in our lives and show love, put our love into action. We're really literally aligning ourselves with God's purpose for our lives. God is all about faith, hope, and love. And so when we, when we put ourselves in ourselves in that frame of mind, we're moving closer toward doing the things that are right down the middle of, of the good purpose for our lives. You know, when God says in his word that all things are possible to him and her who believe, I think. I always have to kind of put qualifiers around it. I mean, not that I'm, you know, <laughs> not that I know anything more uh, or adding anything to what God said. It's all perfect. Um, but I think sometimes people take scripture in the Bible so literally that then when something doesn't make sense we know that all things are not possible for example the raiders are not going to hire me to be the next quarterback it is not possible so so then what happens if we if we take the bible literally and it appears to be untrue then we throw the baby Jesus out with the bathwater and say, ah, you know, it's all nonsense. Well, you know, so how about we just put some qualifiers around it? When you, when you put that statement in context, I think it means, I mean, this is just me, take it or leave it. But, you know, I want to encourage everybody, read it, read it in context. 
and you can easily find anything you want in the Bible now going to biblehub.com or Bible Gateway or download the Bible app. It's free and just do a keyword search. But uh, because I'm not good at <laughs> quoting chapter and verse. But I think that when the Bible says that all things are possible to him who believes, we're talking about the, the things that are part of our purpose, the things that we're made to do, the things that we're supposed to do. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're easy. It doesn't mean that it's all just going to fall in our lap. No, what it means is that we have the ability to do the things that we're made to do. In fact, some of these things just come so easily to us that we don't even give ourselves credit for them. We think about, um, ah, you know, it's so easy. Anybody could do it. Well, no, anybody couldn't do it you're made to do your purpose. So for example, if you have the skill set where you can just uh, cut through the noise on something, get right to the point or cut through red tape. Um, I, know, I know a lady who is masterful at doing um, DMV work and stuff that gives other people indigestion about going to the DMV and waiting and, oh, I have my papers wrong or, oh, I forgot this paper. And it just turns into this whole big thing. I mean, she can just in minutes, here it is, sign here, do this, do that, pay this, and it's done. And I mean, maybe to her, it's like no big thing. But to the person for whom she's providing the service, it's a very big thing. It takes a lot of stress away. And don't we need to take some of the stress away? I mean, everything in this life, it seems like now, is so stinking stressful. So whatever you're good at, if you help somebody else with it, you're alleviating their stress you're doing something that comes easily to you, comes naturally to you, uh, doesn't mean that it's not, um, you know, effort. We all have to put in our effort, um, but it's important. It's valuable. I think so many of us are caught up in the hamster wheel of our lives. So we get up in the morning, we're just running and running and running, and there's just distraction after distraction. The phone's ringing, the phone is beeping, the computer's dinging that you have another email. I mean, there's all this stuff. And then you add social media to it. Um, you know, I'm obviously not a neurologist or a psychologist or any of that, but I, I believe that it's true that all of this stuff is sort of rewiring our brains. If you think about how frequently you pick up your phone to check your phone, to check and see that you're not missing anything, to check and see who texted you, who called you, who left you a voicemail, uh, whatever new email you have. It's, I really think that that whole 
issue of distraction is, is not just to be dismissed as, ah, oh, well, you know, that's the way it is now. That's the way the world is. Now, I think, honestly, if we think about the 1,440 minutes we each get every single day, and if we really think about how we spend them, if we're honest with ourselves, I think that a lot of us would find that we're sort of fritter, frittering away the time that we have in this life that's irredeemable. We can't get it back once it's gone. And we're frittering it, we're squandering it on distractions that don't get us anywhere. I mean, it's sad, really, if you think about it. I don't know anybody who hasn't at some point or another collapsed into bed at night and said, oh my gosh, I ran all day long, but what did I actually get done? Can't really point usually to like specific substantive things that got done. We know we were busy. We know we ran. We might've gotten a load of laundry in there. We might've, um, you know, managed to bring some groceries home or whatever, but, but there's a distinction between things that are important and things that are urgent. And a lot of times we get those lines blurred. We think it's important or we think it's even urgent to check to see what our friend just posted or what our favorite celebrity just posted on Instagram. Uh, that's not going to help you fulfill your purpose. So what's the answer? What's the answer to all this? Well, okay. This might just sound crazy, but I'm in this kind of self-care mode today with no hair, no makeup, and, <laughs> and I'm just going to spend the whole day with God. Other than this time that I'm spending with you, but I feel like God's with me, so, you know, it's good. But I think, okay, if we really... If we really back up and look at this life from a different perspective, if you think about the vastness of the universe, I read where there's, they think there are a hundred billion stars in the universe. How do, I don't even know how they even know that, but nevertheless. And then you go further and read, they think there are 100 billion universes, each of which has all these stars. And the Bible tells us that God names the stars. God is the creator of the universe. So when you go beyond the universe, you find the one true God, the only God, the only faith of all the different flavors of faith uh, or belief systems that you can 
come up with, there's really only one that offers eternal life uh, with the only son of God and pays for our sins and all of that kind of thing. That's Christianity. Not that I don't respect everybody's. I do. I respect everybody's right to believe whatever they want to believe. God gives each of us free will to make our own choices. So I figure, okay, I will too. Um, but if you, it, it, just going back to the vastness of the universe and the God who created it all, if he names the stars and yet he sees every tear we cry, God is vast and yet very intimate. I think, at least for me, when when I start to contemplate these kinds of things, these eternal things, it gets my mind off of all of this completely inconsequential, irrelevant distraction. I don't know that you can really be contemplating the vastness of, of God and, um, you know, what just got posted on Instagram at the same time. I think it's one or the other. And I'm not saying don't look at Instagram, but I mean, at least give God a minute of your time and your attention because I think that's how you become a present person in a very distracted age. It's easy to do. You can set a timer on your phone for five minutes or set the stopwatch and just see how long you can go without touching your phone, without checking your phone for texts or emails or whatever. It's a way to start training ourselves to become truly present. And when you are truly present, that's when you can really and truly turn your attention toward who's around you. The people, the real live breathing heart beating people around you and really become aware of who they are, their authentic identity, the goodness inside of them, what they're going through. And that's important. Beyond that, you can begin to become aware of the God who said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. That's Jesus. And when you're aware of God with you, you're given the power to think and create and choose. 
And it's that power that gives you the ability to accomplish amazing things in your life. That's when those ideas pop into your head to call somebody, send an email, connect with somebody that, you know, maybe on Twitter who you don't know, but you think might be a tremendous partner or a brand ambassador for your idea. It's kind of amazing what we're able to do now because of social media. When we use social media in a responsible way. Um, when my daughter was about to turn 21, in one of these times when I'm, you know, sitting there and just praying and trying to be present and to connect with God, I got an idea. Well, I have about 450 ideas every minute, but this particular one was a pretty good one. And so I got this idea to write to um, politicians, professional athletes, authors, Supreme Court justices, um, celebrities, all these different people and ask what advice they would give a, a young woman turning 21. And so I started out and I, I wrote this letter and I included a card, like a five by seven card and a self-addressed stamped envelope. And the whole time I'm doing it, my husband's like, nobody's going to respond to that. Why are, you know, you're spending a lot of money. You know how much this post is just going to cost? Well, I want you to know it wasn't very long, maybe a week and a half. And all of a sudden the the mail person delivering the mail starts to deliver these cards, uh, these envelopes with these handwritten cards from, oh my goodness, the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, the Vatican, George H.W. Bush, um, Rick Fox of, of the Lakers. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It was a spectacular result to that one idea. So on my daughter's 21st birthday, I was able to hand her this giant leather scrapbook full of really good advice. Um, I mean, it was just amazing. Okay, that was before Twitter. You now have the ability to get on Twitter and send a message or tag somebody with your with a message publicly uh, and connect with people. I had to go through a tremendous effort to find the addresses for all these people, to mail them something, snail mail, hope that they would return. You know, it, it was much more of an effort for them then than it is with Twitter now, where, you know, for example, um, Tyrus, the now retired professional wrestler and now Fox News commentator, uh, tagged Greg Gutfeld 
of Gutfeld exclamation mark show on Twitter. And Greg Gutfeld responded. And within a very short period of time, he invited Tyrus to his show. Boom, next thing you know, he's a Fox News contributor because he, he commented on something that Greg had posted on Twitter or X. I'm, you know, it's gonna, I'm probably gonna always say Twitter. Sorry. Sorry, Elon Musk. So you get my point. You can have some life-changing, planet-shifting ideas when you eliminate the distractions and you really just slow down, calm down, quiet down, and get present with God. One kind of fun way to do it is to get a blanket and go lay in the grass and look up. And if it's daytime, watch the clouds with your phone off or on silent. If it's nighttime, hopefully you can dial down the competing lights and look at the stars and just breathe. Your heart rate will slow. Your breathing will slow. And when your mind stops racing, when you're, when you shut down the hamster wheel, of the thoughts that just race through your brain and the committee of voices <laughs> that's constantly, you know, in there. And, and it's just you and God out there looking at the stars or the clouds. That's when you can say, all right, what are we doing? What do you want me to do? What did you send me here to do? What did you create me in my mother's womb to be able to do? There's a thing that I was made for. It's a good thing. And I know that when I find it, it's gonna tap into a reservoir of potential that I haven't touched yet. And when that happens, you get this feeling of it's more than satisfaction. It's more than accomplishment. It's really more than contentedness. I have a pretty robust vocabulary, but I'm telling you, I'm not sure that there's a word in the English language that really nails it. Because what happens is, well, if you think about an accomplishment, something that you did that you really felt good about, maybe something that you didn't think you'd be able to accomplish, but you did it, you nailed it, that, that kind of feeling, oh, to the hundredth power is what this is. 
is what I'm talking about. And when you have that feeling, feelings of inadequacy, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, um, I'm, I'm just generic, I'm bland, there's nothing special about me. All of those kinds of things just melt away because you know that you know that you know that they're not true, that you were created by the creator of the universe to play a specific role in this world at this precise time you realize that God didn't, there, that there was no accident. God didn't do anything wrong. There was no mistake. The timing wasn't off. You aren't an accident of biology. You realize that you matter. You really, truly matter. And the stories that only you can tell matter because those stories become sort of, the map, the guidebook for other people who are who are going through the experience train of their lives through places that you've already traveled, through dark places that you emerge successfully from. And when that happens, you can't be depressed. You can't. You can't feel that feeling that's joy and accomplishment and contentedness. You can't feel that and depression at the same time. You can't feel that and anger at the same time. You can't feel that and disappointment at the same time. It That good feeling that is the fulfillment of your purpose is available to you. But you have to slow down and find it. You have to disconnect with all the distractions and then connect with God. And it almost feels counterintuitive. I mean, when you start doing this, when you start taking time to, to really be present with God in, in the back of your head, at least this is what happened for me in the back of my head, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to make these three phone calls. And there are 82 piles of laundry that need to be done and I need to run and get groceries and I need to do this and I need to do that. And I have to send these emails. And, but if you, if you keep doing it, you retrain your brain to be able to be quiet and present. And then when you do that, you want it. And you can't wait to get there again. It's your time. It's your thing. And for me, I've I've gotten to the place where, I mean, somebody's got to be have a bone sticking out and bleeding, pulsing for me to give up my time like that because 
and I mean, I will eventually come back to it. If there is an emergency, okay, short of that, I'm, I'm not going to say no to God to say yes to anything else. I want to encourage you. Go lay on a blanket or a towel or something. Look at the sky. Consider the vastness of God. Consider your place in the universe. Consider having a relationship with the creator of the universe who knows about every tear that you've ever cried, every single thing that you've ever experienced, how it felt, all those things that have grieved God. He didn't do those things to you. It was people. Jesus said that we have an enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. And he works through people who are not connected to God. The more connected we are to God, the more fortified we are. The more capable we become to fight evil in our own little purposeful way in our little corner of the world. And if you think about it, if everybody did that, the world would be a better place. So, point your energy toward him today. And if you do that on a regular basis, you will begin to see everything fall into place. Thanks for being here with me today on my self-care Sunday. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Hey, you. Yes, you. I think you're awesome. And if you're not sure about that, then I want you to have a copy of my book, How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. I want you to have it so badly that right now I have it offered on my website with free shipping for half off. It is only $6.48. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, click on books and get yourself a copy of How to Get to Awesome. Have you thought about writing a book, but you just kind of don't know where to start? Or maybe you don't have the time? If that's you, I have good news for you. I created an online self-paced micro-learning course that breaks everything down. My formula for writing a book in days instead of weeks or months or years. It breaks everything down into small, bite-sized pieces that are manageable, that you can get done. You can write your book and you should because your story matters. What you've learned along the way matters and can help other people. My online course will teach you about publishing and marketing as well as writing and editing and getting your book out there. We'll even talk a little bit about 
public speaking, and media, go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and click on online courses. Scroll down to write your book in days and start right now. If you're somebody who does not have the time or the desire to sit in a chair and hold a book in your hands and read, I got you. I'm turning all of my books into audiobooks on Audible. So you can listen while you're driving and when you go to the gym and while you're doing the laundry and whatever it is, you can multitask and you can be improving your life. That's why I've written every single one of my books. I'm so excited to announce that Succeed Because of what you've been through is now on audio, on Audible. So is the prayer that covers it all. The keys to answered prayer, those are super quick listens and powerful. They are power packed. I want you to get those. All the rest are coming as well. Successful survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. Acts of kindness, 101 ways to make the world a better place. How to get to awesome, 101 ways to find your best self. 30 days to happiness, the kindness quotient, love is action. They're all going to be audiobooks. Go to Audible and search for them. And step by step, create the life that you want to live, the life you deserve to live the life you were, yeah, born to live. Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org. Mm-hmm.